Hi, Sergey. Um, so you and I caught up just before the COVID crisis uh, impacted business and uh, shelter-in-place orders came into place here in the Bay Area and in, in New York. So I thought it would be helpful for our listeners if you and I caught up at the beginning of this podcast to talk about, you know, how the coronavirus has, has been impacting you and, you know, just generally get your thoughts on you know, how it's going to impact pricing teams going forward. So, you know, how are you doing? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm doing all right. I like to think so. And, uh, you know, just adapting to the new way of working from home and um, trying to meet our deadlines. Um, so, you know, I think so far so good. You know, I think most, if not all of our offices have been closed down due to the coronavirus. And, you know, it's wonderful to see all these, you know, everyone being active and despite working from home, everyone's on call if there's anything that's needed. And, you know, we're, we're managing through. So it's pretty good. Pretty good so far. I think everyone's just, you know, doing their best and it's good that your firm was prepared and, you know, ready mm-hmm. for you to, to um, you know, work remotely. So tell me, you know, from what you've seen so far and just, you know, I suppose using your crystal ball, how do you think <laughs> this uh, current climate is going to impact your role in, in pricing and pricing teams mm-hmm. uh, at your firms? Firstly, I think that a lot of executives, um, not just in law firms, um, especially in times of a crisis, uh, will be asking themselves, you know, is it better to cut prices or to accept a decline in volume? You know, and each individual and organization executive will have their own unique take on that. Um, But like taking a step back, I think it's important to understand that a crisis such as this one can cause one or more of the key profit drivers, uh, price, volume, and cost to develop to the company's detriment. And law firms especially will need to establish how to manage each of those profit levers. Now, you know, on price, I expect that there will be more pushback than usual on, on law firm rates with clients asking for rate relief and the need to offer more value for money. You know, on on volume, I suspect certain practice areas will see a significant drop in volume, um, while others may increase. You know, it's it will be crucial um, for law firms to understand how each of their practice groups will be impacted by this crisis. You know, I imagine some law firms may be dealing with underutilized staff um, in the near future, and they will need to come up with solutions um, for those issues, hopefully without furloughing staff. Now, on cost, um, I think law firms will need to come up with creative cost-cutting strategies if they experience price pressure and, and lower volume of work, um, hopefully without deterring the value the law firm currently brings to the table. Um, I think that from a profit perspective, you know, it is better in a time of crisis to suffer a volume decline than a price decline. You know, discounting rates doesn't always lead to more work um, as your competitors can easily do the same. Um, you know, frankly, I think that high prices don't discourage clients from buying um, during stressful times, um, but companies stop buying altogether because they perceive high uncertainty and hold their cash, which is understandable during times like these. 
So a price cut within normal ranges does little to alleviate that uncertainty. You know, and this is precisely where legal pricing professionals um, can play a significant role by working with the client and partners to invent creative pricing solutions that both sides are happy with. You know, it's um, where the client gets more value for their dollar and law firms still preserve their profitability. So I think that um, as a pricing professional, we are headed into interesting times, uh, to say the least, and there will surely be daunting challenges ahead. I would suggest clients um, seek some form of a credit offering, perhaps a volume-based rebate or billing deferrals to remove some of that cost pressure um, in the short term. Welcome to Pricing Matters, a podcast by Digitary Legal. Digitary is a data analytics and cost management platform and service, bringing data-driven pricing and cost prediction to law. My name is Aurelia Spivey, and I will be your host as we speak to leaders who are making an impact in legal pricing, discuss market trends, and find out from them why pricing matters. Welcome to the Pricing Matters podcast. Our guest this morning is Sergey Mezaritsky. He is a senior pricing strategist at Proskauer Rose. Sergey, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you for having me, Aurelia. You are most welcome. So, I always like to start at the beginning. It's very helpful for our listeners to hear a little bit about your background. So, let's dig into your pricing journey. Sure, sure. Um, my pricing journey is a bit of a sh- shorter one, I would say. Uh, I've only been in the law firm pricing space for about five years now. I uh, graduated college uh, with a degree in economics and finance. And then after that, I held a couple of different positions um, as a financial advisor and a financial analyst. And then, you know, I got moved into um, law firm pricing as a pricing analyst about five years ago um, and then in New York. And then uh, my pricing journey took me to Sydney, Australia as a pricing manager there for a little bit. And I'm now recently back in New York. So I'd love to know, you know, what attracted you to that pricing role at that time? So at that time when I first got it, um, it was just, you know, interested in um, having a job and uh, exercising my financial model modeling skills um, and you know, creating these, you know, doing these data analyses and conducting all this different types of financial analyses. And as I got to know a little bit more, I found out that there were actually a lot more interesting aspects to it um, the more you delve into it. So, you know, now my day varies day to day. <laughs> I, in any one day, I can do anything from coaching a partner how to have that pricing conversation with their client to working up a financial model, trying to assess what the impact on pricing is, to being involved in a rate negotiation with a client. Thank you for sharing that. I, mean, I wanted to talk a little about a, a Thomson Reuters article that you were quoted in. And it was called How to Get Your Client's Perspective on Pricing. 
So, you know, I'd love to, sh- if you could talk a little bit more about um, the thoughts that you, you had in this article. And specifically, can you tell us about the characteristics of the most successful pricing arrangements that you've come across in your work? Absolutely. Um, I think that in any successful arrangement, communication is key, um, especially depending on the type of work that you do. And I think it's uh, a common characteristic across all work types and all pricing arrangements that uh, communication is a very key factor. Um, but apart from that, you know, other examples can include that they, you know, they fill a need for the client as well. So any pricing arrangement would ideally be created with the client's thinking in mind and their needs for when it comes to a matter management or a matter budget. I think that's also a, an important characteristic. I think another important characteristic is that internally it still makes a decent amount of profit as well. So it's trying to get a delicate balance of meeting the client's expectations in terms of pricing and ensuring that it's economically viable internally. What I wanted to ask you is is a related question. In that article, you talked about how law firms can use the expertise of their business teams to help get clients the most value from their pricing arrangements. Uh, You you know, could you share a little bit about with, from our, with our audience about your experience of working with clients and driving the value in pricing? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, first things first is, you know, the value of price can vary depending on the need, depending on the client, the industry, or the work type. Um, and, you know, I think bringing in business professionals that are not part of the legal side of the firm can offer that extra perspective. Uh, for example, if you include a pricing and an LPM person or a business development person in that meeting with the client, you know, you'll get a better, they can better ask the questions that are more relevant to the matter management aspect and to kind of figure out what the client wants from a business perspective. You know, understandably, legal expertise will always be a very significant factor in any client's decision for choosing the firm to do the work. But there's also internally on the client side, there's always a concern around um, scope creep, around matter budgets being blown through, around keeping their legal spend in check. So I think bringing in non-legal experts or, or business professionals from the law firm can actually help show the client that we're willing to work um, on all through everything. Absolutely, and we totally agree. And um, I think we're seeing a lot, a greater move towards that collaboration in the industry as a whole. Um, do you have any examples, like sort of, uh, of, that you could share with us around that? You know where. Mm-hmm. You- or some of your colleagues have been in a meeting and you know, just one or two of the things that, you know, tactics or strategies that were suggested by the business team that, you know, helped with that engagement um, in the long term. Yes, absolutely. So there was one time where we had to pitch a, um, an estimate that would later turn into a fixed fee. Um, but at the time when we put forward our estimate, you know, the client saw it, it was like, well, why does it cost so much? 
because they thought it would cost a different amount. You know, and that's when me from a pricing perspective and my colleague from the LBM perspective kind of, well, can we query that a little further, right? So how are you arriving at your data, at your figures? And why is it that you feel that we are more expensive or that you don't feel like we don't add up to your expectations? And that allowed us to kind of really, you know, develop a very interesting relationship with that person to kind of say, well, you know, we trust the data you're giving us and here's why we, here's how we came up with that estimate. And we would like to see how you would come up with that estimate to make sure that what we're doing is a lot, what we're looking at is completely aligned. So we're looking at the same figures. We're looking at comparable scope. We're looking at comparable timeframes. We're looking at comparable law firms. So it's, it's a good way to make sure that we're trying to compare apples to apples. And I, I think moving forward to something like that is really good for both sides. Um, and in some cases, the law firm could be wrong. In some cases, the client could be wrong. And it's, you know, it's about getting, asking the right questions to ensure that both sides are on the same page. And what ended up happening was, well, we figured out that, well, that part wasn't factored into our calculation or, and then the client wasn't including certain aspects of the, of the work in their calculation. And, you know, once we got the scope uh, narrowed down exactly what they were looking for, we were able to come to a more of a, come to an agreement on what the fee, um, what the right fee would look like for them. That's a great example. And again, just a reminder of the importance of scoping uh, on both sides. And also, you know, being able to ask the questions and having the data behind your um, your pricing. So we've we've sort of touched on a value in that conversation, and you know, the ambiguous concept of value has come up a lot um, on our podcast, and we're seeing that you know in the market as well. So, um, do you have any? views on how firms can better define and demonstrate value to their clients? Uh, yes. Um, so I think that asking the right questions is extremely valuable because, you know, value can mean different things to different people in different industries and for different ex levels of expertise. So I think that asking the right questions can help figure out, well, what are the client's expectations in this? Um, do they see us, you know, compared to the same type of firm? Um, do they value the matter? How much do they value the matter management aspect that we provide? How, how much do they value our level of expertise? You know, what are their what are their main concerns? What are the client's main concerns from a, from a legal management perspective and a legal expertise perspective? You know, like what are their concerns and I think that asking those questions can help shed a light on what the client values most. Absolutely. And I think it's totally right in trying to understand what is the value for that particular client. And uh, we can't have this, you know, it's not going to be the same. And digging deeper is the only way we're going to be able to, you know, be able to have that conversation and then come back to it going forward. Um, it kind of aligns really nicely with the example that you gave. Um, I'd like to continue on the discussion on scoping 
And, you know, you gave a great example of asking the right questions with the client. How do you, or do you have any advice on, you know, getting lawyers engaged in the scoping process um, with you on as, on as many matters as possible? You know, what, what top tips do you have? Well, um, first, you would need to have a team that can meet that kind of demand. <laughs> Oftentimes, it's a bit difficult for one pricing person to handle um, every single proposal and scope every single proposal that uh, comes in the door. But I would say that um, you know, assuming there's appropriate you know, staffing included, I would say that you have to kind of push them a little bit more. I, I would say that you know, oftentimes there's things that may be overlooked. Um, so it's up to us, uh, I guess, in the pricing and LPM side and the business professional side to be able to figure out, well, what are the comparable matters if this is for a, a specific matter pitch? You know, can we use data from comparable matters? And, you know, do we have, have we submitted proposals or engagement or provided engagement letters that are comparable to what we're doing now? And how does that compare to what we're trying to pitch for here? And I think having that comparison can, you know, have a bit of a light bulb moment. Like, oh, yeah, I should have included that. Or, oh, yeah, it may include this. And, you know, it's always good to be able to start from something as opposed to from scratch. <laughs> the good old precedent. <laughs> yeah. Always a, always a helpful tool. Um, so you talked a little bit about data there, and I, I want to dig in a little bit more with you on that. Um, you know, I'd love to hear, you know, how you're leveraging data uh, to increase your precision around pricing. And, you know, on the flip side of that, you know, what are the greatest challenges that you're experiencing with data? Yes, absolutely. Um, so data is always a bit tricky when it comes to law firms and especially historical data. And, um, you know, very few law firms that I know of actually have very good um, data recording, especially from 20, 30 years ago. Um, so I think uh, now it's getting a bit easier with new technology and new process, process improvements to ensure that the data being recorded and collected is useful for, is, can be used in the future. Um, and I think that, you know, for us, you know, we use it for reports, we use it to help identify historical matters and very granular breakdowns as to, you know, to get an idea of who did how much time and having that as a starting point when we try to put together uh, an estimate or a fixed fee or some kind of AFA for a um, pitch. So when it comes to some of the greatest challenges, when it comes to um, create, you know, gathering precision data, I think that a lot of the data wasn't recorded um, to the best that it could have been 10, 15 years ago. So it would be up to us and the LPM team and the other business professionals in the firm to help you know, understand what parts of the data belong where and help collating it to a more granular level to make sure that we are able to use it for future matters. Historical data is, is something that we talk a lot about at uh, Digital Legal. So uh, we totally appreciate um, all of the issues that you've raised. Uh, what role does technology and process management play in making your team successful? Um, I think that technology and process manager are both very important aspects that um, 
make our my team great here. Um, from a technology perspective, you know, we're always looking into new tools that we can develop, um, try to automate as much as we can, um, try to gather, you know, instead of doing everything by hand, we can hopefully develop a report that we can hopefully with a press of a button have all the financial information that we need. It'll definitely expedite and um, kind of have everything just consistent um, across all the reports that we would provide. And uh, from a process management perspective, it enables us to get in at the front and get in at the right time where pricing can help. So setting up procedures to notify pricing of a new RFP or if there's a rate rate issue or a rate request that uh, that's been received by either the partner or the or the business development professional, that pricing is notified so that we can help at the right time. I'd love to talk a little bit about you know, the challenges. We've discussed some data challenges, but let's talk about you know, challenges more widely in terms of you know what do you think are the greatest challenges that pricing professionals are facing. And, you know, any tips or any, any ways that you're overcoming them or you think that uh, they can be overcome? With any new function, especially at a, new, at a major law firm, it's, there's always quite a few different challenges. And I think one of the main ones is, well, um, trying to teach the law firm, well, what is pricing and what can we offer internally? You know, why is it that there is a need for a pricing department or why is there a need for them to be involved? And I think that for new departments starting out, especially, it's very, it's a bit of an interesting yet critical moment where you have to go out there and within the firm and advertise yourself a little bit and, you know, work with senior management to develop processes to get you involved at the right time. Thank you for sharing that. I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about your team and, um, you know, how you prioritize the teams that. Um, with such a crucial function to the firm, um, but are, you know, at the moment quite... Absolutely. Well, um, luckily at Prescott, there's quite a few different functions that are involved. And um, so you're never really truly alone. And anytime there's an issue, there's always a couple of hands on deck that can help you out. Um, so, you know, my team consists, uh, our team consists of... Um, Two other people, three other people as well, with uh, director of FDNA and uh, another person in our proposal management side, which she's kind of like the lead when it comes to new RFPs and a junior analyst. Um, so we tend to prioritize and prioritize in a way where we can provide the most value. And you know, an issue in times when. You know, it's a little bit um, difficult to get to everything uh, very thoroughly because of the amount of workload. We have other members in the team, uh, in the in the firm, that we can um, ask to help us out a little bit. And, and there's a client ops team that's been wonderful, and other business professionals and the finance team as well that have been absolutely amazing and helping us getting things through the door. We're sort of coming to a wrap up here, and we're on the pricing matches podcast. I always like to end on this question. So, okay, tell me, why does pricing matter to you? You. I think that pricing matters to me um, mainly because it's an important lever in any business. 
Um, it can help steer towards an increased profit margin. It's, uh, it's a very important lever, um, regardless of what industry you're in. Um, and it's something that is, uh, you know, very crucial to any business. And I find it interesting because there's all these different aspects to it. You know, you, a pricing professional um, is, you know, should be good in understanding the business side, the change management aspects that need to be done, and the financial analysis side. And uh, on to- at times to be a bit of a coach as well. And it's all these different hats. Um, that a pricing professional wears. And I'm sure there are others that I've missed, but I find this um, type of position very interesting. Uh, Sergey, this has been a really interesting conversation. Thank you so much for joining us on the Pricing Matters podcast. Well, thank you. It's an absolute pleasure. And uh, thank you for having me, Aurelia. Thank you You're for welcome. listening to Pricing Matters, a podcast by Digitory Legal. To find out more about our guests, please visit our podcast page at digitarylegal forward slash pricing matters. If you have any feedback or any guests that you think we should feature, please reach out to me at aurelia at digitarylegal.com. Thank you for listening. See you next time.